Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. Hey friends, welcome back to the Studio Sisters podcast. Today, we're going to share a ton of good stuff, and this episode, I think, is extra rich. And we're going to start this episode, I'm going to begin by actually complimenting you, Katie. What, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to compliment you. You have the most gorgeous photos of your art online. Well, thank you. I mean, I try. (laughs) you try I try a little bit seriously though your photos are beautiful and they've got so much color and they feel consistent without all being exactly the same so if I had to guess you just make some art snap your fingers and boom beautiful photo right almost (laughs) (laughs) actually I use a few different tools to make my photos great So today we wanted to share all of these tools and supplies with all of you. Today we are sharing how we take our best creative photos ever using these tools and apps. I think it's also important to say before we dive in, two different things. First, good photos take practice. You might not get everything perfect the first couple of times, so practice taking photos, research, and learn some easy photography techniques and just keep doing it. Second. What is my perfect photo isn't your perfect photo. There are some guidelines about what does best on certain social media or e-commerce platforms, but it's also really important to find your unique style, play around with different ideas and figure out what feels like you that inspires you and makes you happy. I know we get asked about this a lot. And so if you're listening to this and one of your goals this year is to improve your photography, this is definitely the episode for you. Having good photography in your online handmade business is so important. It's one of the most important things you can do because we're all trained now by large corporations like Amazon and Walmart, but also by creatives, photographers, and influencers that having bright, clean, beautiful photos lends credibility to you as an artist or an entrepreneur. It's not really a negotiable at this point. That's uh, my personal opinion, but you can't have a successful online business without beautiful photos. It just won't work. So if you want to make sales of any kind, whether that's selling art, personal commissions, handmade jewelry, handmade soaps, baby gifts, anything at all, you have to have great pictures. Now, like Katie said, you don't have to be stuck in a box, though. 
You don't have to have photos that look just like everybody else, but you do have to have photos that are consistent to each other so that when someone is looking at what you do on your website or your social media, they understand immediately what you sell and what your style is. Also, if you're listening right now and you're like, ugh, I am so bad at photos, don't turn off this podcast. It's okay to acknowledge that you just want to improve and grow your photography skills, so don't feel bad about this. Yeah, in our business, we always say that done is better than perfect. So just get it done. But at the same time, if you're personally not wowed by your photos, the truth is your customers probably aren't either. So maybe it's time to practice and learn. We've also got links in our show notes to everything we're going to talk about today. You'll learn in this episode everything that we use to take great photos, including things you can use for free, and also the relatively inexpensive tools that we think you should invest in to make your photos beautiful and amazing. So first, we'll talk about photography apps. We would like you to get your phone out because you'll want to download some of these apps. Unless you're driving, then do this later. Yeah, if you're driving while you're listening to this, save this part for later. Yep, and we'll link to these in the show notes so you can just come back and then find them. Now, I take most of my photos on my iPhone directly in the iPhone camera app, but when it comes to editing those photos, I have a couple of apps that I prefer to use. The first and my number one app is Snapseed. Um, This is my go-to app for editing both lifestyle photos and product photography. It's easy to use, and my absolute favorite thing about it is the brush tool, which I use for brightening up specific areas of the photo, and this is especially great for making white backgrounds actually white. My second favorite app is A Color Story. So while I use Snapseed when I want my photos to be really bright, they often have a white background and vibrant colors. I use a color story if I want my photos to have a more stylized feel. And by stylized, I just mean a photo that is more like a lifestyle shot or it just feels more authentic. I may try to add a hazy filter or a pink tint or any of the fun lighting effects that are available on a color story. I love, Katie, that on your fine art account, With your paintings, you often use a haze or a glowy filter whenever you're photographing yourself with the painting or you're holding your art. It kind of um, sets it apart and adds a sort of like mystery to you as an artist. (laughs) I just, I love the sort of, I guess it's mysterious, the, I don't know, just the aesthetic of it. Yeah, it helps sort of like make the photo more authentic and more intimate. So both of these apps are something you can download for free, although they have paid upgrades that you can use. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can play around with different lighting tools, editing tools, and filters. So if if you've just been sticking with Instagram filters, there's a whole world out there of fun stuff to play with. Yep. So definitely bookmark those for future reference. Another thing I use apps for our time-lapse videos. People love seeing a peek into the process of making your handmade items and art, so videos are a really good way to show them that. To make my own time-lapse videos, I have two apps that I like to use to do these. Um, Hyperlapse and Lapsit. Both are really great and easy to use for making sped-up videos of your creative process. 
we'll put the links to both of these apps in our show notes, which you can get at shopstudiosisters.com slash podcast. Next, let's talk about the supplies and tools that we use to create great photos. I think an overhead tripod is a must for taking process videos. There are a lot of great options out there, but I actually just have a very simple desk clamp that has like a gooseneck monopod that holds my phone and it just clips it up above my desk. And so it's just like an overhead shot of my workspace. We'll link one similar to what I use in our show notes. You can also use some fun supplies because they make a really good addition to a flat lay photograph. And the best part is, is they aren't just props. So you can use these supplies as well as photograph them. Some perfect examples I have of this are my golden scissors. Obviously I use them to cut, but they also just look really fun in photos. And I have pink like glitter paintbrushes that I love using. Those pink glitter paintbrushes, <laughs> they are so popular whenever you use them in your photos. They're like really catchy and fun, but you actually also use it too. Like you said, it's not just a prop and it really is functional. Yeah, they're definitely functional supplies that I use every day in my process, but I also like to include them in the photographs I take of my art because they're unique looking and they just, people love to see them. <laughs> ConvertKit is our go-to tool for email and newsletter subscriptions and automated emails. Every week, we send out a creative newsletter to all of you, our podcast listeners, to help you live your dream life. We send actionable tips for your Etsy shop and social media brand, share our behind-the-scenes process, and first access to our upcoming online courses, and we do all of it with ConvertKit. Many handmade sellers and artists use ConvertKit to build email lists of returning customers, to share behind the scenes photos of their work and their studios, to announce new art, new collections and products when they launch. If you had asked me a couple of years ago about email lists, I would have laughed at you because the focus on social media is so huge, right? Yeah, I mean, a few years ago, I really didn't do anything with email, but now it's like, it's so awesome to use and to reach your customers this way. The reason that an email list is so great for you as a creative entrepreneur and the reason so many small businesses are turning to using email lists is because there's no algorithm to beat. Everyone who's on our email list actually gets the emails we send them. Not everyone who follows you on Instagram or Facebook sees what you post and actually most people don't. So if you're looking for a way to build a stronger relationship with your audience and the people who buy your art, an email list might be the way to move the needle forward for you. We love ConvertKit because it's super simple to use and you can easily pre-schedule emails to go out well in advance, which means I never have to remember to send out a newsletter. ConvertKit has transformed my process from randomly sending out emails once in a while and forgetting to stick to a schedule to staying consistent and showing up for our followers. I feel like we can't say enough good things about ConvertKit and the future of email lists for small businesses is right there. So if you want to learn more about this tool, visit shopstudiosisters.com slash ConvertKit to get a free ConvertKit plan. Hey friends, Katie here. Tell me if this sounds familiar. 
you're a maker and a creative already selling your handmade products on Etsy. The thing is, you'd really like to be selling more of it, right? Or maybe you've just recently started an Etsy shop and you want to lay a good foundation for your shop. Or your Etsy shop has been collecting dust for a while now and you've been avoiding the tech stuff or the research like I did for so long. Maybe you've just recently decided that this is your time to get real about Etsy and start doing some serious girl boss business. If any of these are you, I really want you to dive into the basics of Etsy SEO and learn more about getting found by your ideal customers on Etsy. This might sound overwhelming or time consuming, but Taylor and I have created a free guide on how to learn the basics of Etsy SEO and what a long tail keyword is and some basics of the do's and don'ts of Etsy search tags in just 15 minutes. It's actually easy, fast, and you'll be able to celebrate this win by getting your keywords and search terms on point. You can get our free fast guide to Etsy SEO on our website. Just go to shopstudiosisters.com slash Etsy SEO guide. You can also find the link to it in our show notes. Now back to the episode. Okay. What about backdrops? Yeah. Backdrops are fun. A white backdrop is amazing for taking those bright white photos, but you can also have fun and use backdrops in different colors or patterns as well. You can search Etsy or Amazon for vinyl photo backdrops to look through all of the options that are out there. I have a couple of different colors like white and pink, and then we even have a pink wood grain, so it looks like we're taking photos on top of pink wood, but it's actually just a vinyl backdrop. There's our secret. I like to use the vinyl backdrops as that I can clean them pretty easily with just a magic eraser after I, after I have recorded process videos on top of them and gotten paint everywhere. We have a couple of these backdrops that we love and recommend and they'll be linked in our show notes for you guys as well. So just a quick business side note here. Um, if you are photographing products for Etsy or for another e-commerce platform, you definitely want to use a backdrop that is either um, clean white or a pretty light color backdrop without too much distracting um, design or color on it. Wood grain is great or some type of, you know, light tone on tone color. But maybe not zebra stripes. But maybe not zebra stripes. Also, while white, like stark white is really good for some photos, you don't want to do every photo like that, especially on an Etsy because it can come off as kind of like fake or photoshopped. So um, light colored, but more natural looking than 100% pristine white is a good idea. Also, if you don't have the budget for vinyl backdrops right now in your business, you can find a similar but more temporary solution by using poster board. You can find poster board in a lot of fun patterns and colors at most craft stores like Michael's or Joann's or online. And it's also helpful if you have multiple sheets of the same poster board to balance the natural light off of. We also have a couple of other things we wanted to talk about when it comes to taking the best photos of your art. Lighting, timing, and cleaning your camera lens. Okay, first when it comes to lighting, you have some options. There are a ton of studio lighting setups out there available to purchase, or you could use a light box to take really great well-lit photos if your products or art are small enough to easily fit inside the light box. 
However, I don't know about you, but I don't have a ton of free space in my art studio, so I personally don't have any big studio lights and am a fan of just using natural light. I have my desk set up between two big windows, so I have light from two different directions hitting my workspace. I think natural light looks amazing in photos, but it's very important to time it right as you're working with the sun and you want your photos in a diffused natural light. So basically, you just don't want to have your art in direct sunlight or you could get harsh shadows. You have to work with the weather, so if it's too sunny, you'll get those dark shadows, or if it's too rainy outside, your photos won't be as naturally bright. I live in Seattle, so some winter days are just very gloomy and I may only have a couple of hours during the middle of the day where I can take decent, well-lit photos. I think the sunlight rule applies to taking photos outside as well. If you're taking lifestyle product shots, for example, um, if you make handmade scarves, a product shot would be of someone wearing the handmade scarf. Or if you sell journals, the lifestyle shot could be someone using your journal. Um, and if you're taking these outside and it's sunny, you actually want to try to find a place in shade or directly out, out of the direct sun. Or try to shoot during golden hour, which are these hours around sunrise and sunset where the light is less harsh and can actually be pretty magical if you would want if you would want to get some like glowy sunlight vibe type photos. Yeah, I love those myself. Um, if you can plan your photos at any hour other than midday when you're going outside, that's what I would recommend. So again, in the golden hour, the sun's always harshest if you're going to take your photos out at noon or midday, especially if you live somewhere sunny. So we've talked about lighting and timing, and now I'm just going to say it because I'm actually the worst person in the world about doing this. If you're like me and you take photos and they're blurry, or you just look at other people's photos and like I look at yours, Katie, and I'm like, wow, theirs are so <laughs> crisp and so clean. I wish mine looked like that. Here you go. Here is what you need to hear right now. Clean your phone clean your camera lens. You probably don't even realize that it's got fingerprint oils or smudges or dust, or in my case, like sand. There's always sand on my phone. Think about it because I live at the beach. So think about it and ask yourself, like, when was the last time you actually cleaned your phone? I'm seriously the guiltiest person of all here when it comes to this, but it does make a difference in your pictures. Yeah, you, Taylor, probably go like a year more in between like cleaning your lens. It's honestly embarrassing. I know. <laughs> I I need to put this into practice more often. Okay, y'all. So one more tip is to go slower by waiting a second after you take the photo before moving your phone. Some phones or cameras are amazing and they have really great quality and fast shutters. But then you have other phones that are just slower to take the photo. So if you press the shutter button and then immediately move, sometimes the camera is still taking the photo, so you end up with a blurry or a grainy shot. Okay, so just don't be in too big of a hurry with your photos and wait for a split second after taking the photo before you physically move and the photos will be sharper, right? Exactly. And practicing your photography goes a really long way. If you just keep at it, like anything in this world really, 
you'll just get better. If you don't like the photo you took today, tomorrow think about why and if you can improve on that. If it's the lighting, try moving your setup, maybe closer to a window or in a different spot in your house. Um, or if it's the styling, play around with some new supplies and some props and just have fun with it really. Don't take it too seriously, but be consistent taking a lot of photos daily. We've seen our photos really improve over the past couple of years with these tools and these apps and just practicing every day. And it's been fun. So if you want the full list of apps and supplies and tools that we use to take beautiful photos of our art and our handmade products that we sell on Etsy, you can find all of the links in our show notes at shopstudiosisters.com slash podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly email newsletter on our website where we share actionable business tips to sell more of your art, behind the scenes photos, and creative inspiration. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Studio Sisters podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and you're feeling inspired and excited to take your best creative photos. If you love this episode, please also leave us a five-star review on Apple wherever you listen to our podcast.